Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Caregiver Crossing. We are a podcast brought to you by Joy's House. We're so blessed and thrilled that you're here. Caregiver Crossing is a podcast created just for you, the caregiver. I am Tina McIntosh. I'm Terry Stacy. We're here every week. If you're just joining us for the first time, thank you. But we're here every week for you. We bring you experts from around the country. We provide you comfort and a lot of great resources and some joy too for all of you that are caregivers. We want to embrace our family caregivers of today and tomorrow. And let me, Tina, you go ahead. You get started. You start. Yeah, uh, let me first acknowledge that there are a few, <clears throat> a few things more difficult than dealing. There are few things, pardon me, more difficult than dealing with the loss of a loved one. And today we're talking with Patricia Flockhart, who is a, a dear friend, a caregiver at Joy's house. We are so blessed that she's here this morning to talk about her husband and their relationship and some things around that. Um, her husband, Michael, passed away in August of 2020. And we continue, Patricia, to keep your husband, Michael, uh, in you and our hearts and in our so absolutely a true advocate for your husband and continue visiting joy's house and looking for help and answers even after his passing and you two had an amazing incredible love for one another in fact he always introduced you as his bride so we want to hear from you and your words about michael flockhart as you so fondly called him brother michael and what do you want our listeners to know about this incredible man one thing I want them to know is that it was a joy being his bride. I mean, I think when he would always introduce me as his bride, at first I would think, no, no, I'm not your bride. We just didn't get married. But that's just, that was him. I mean, he looked at life that it was a new beginning, always a new beginning. And he always liked to be spontaneity about things and always reminding me that I was his bride was a special treat for me. So as far as Michael is concerned, Michael was a very adventurous person, very sociable. He loved people. He loved to talk to people. He would always ask people their name. And if they would say like their name was Susan and they would say Susie, then Michael would say, you mean Susan. He always felt people should be called by their proper name. And um, that's just the type of person that he was. He was someone that was gentle, always kind, always encouraging people. And if there was something that wasn't right at that moment, he would say, you know, well, you know, just always have fun. And that was one thing about him. He enjoyed life. I can, uh, I can tell you, I got to know Brother Michael toward the end of his life. You know, he had come to Joy's house as a guest, but everything you're saying about who he has been all his life, I can say, I still got to see and experience and, and share that. I want to know, Patricia, how long were the two of you together, first of all? Ooh, we dated for like four years before I decided he was right. Aww. <laughs> was, he was just a different, he was different. But um, so we uh, celebrated our 17th wedding anniversary on April mm -hmm. of uh, this year, 2020. And so we've been together, actually we were together for like about 20 years. And so, but okay. one thing I know is that he became my friend first. And then he became, you know, the man I was engaged to and then my husband. But we maintained that friendship, courtship. Uh, that's how we dealt with things in life, that we were friends. And I think that's what I miss about him. I miss my friend. And we were friends. Yeah. That's what I liked about him. Yeah. yeah. You know, when my husband and I um, had been married for a number of years, people would say, 
what is it you love about being married most? And both of us would say companionship. Companionship, yes. It sounded so flat and boring, you know, like everybody else was like romance and whimsical and, you know, and we were like companionship. Yeah. But I get it because that's what it really comes down to. So when you first met him, um, what, it, when you first realized you were in love with him, I guess, what was that like? I mean, he was different. Like, I, I, I only got to know a sliver, right, of time with him, but he was different. He was special different. He was wonderfully quirky different. He, yeah. You know, like, um, like, like God's love right through him different. Yeah. It's different. I think, I think that's what it was, is mainly as Michael's uh, love for the Lord. He loved God, and he just exuberated that out of his life. Every morning that he woke up, he always would have a phrase, it's the greatest day of my life. And he meant it. And it didn't make a difference what that day was. It was always great. And regardless of what someone was going through, he would always help you to see the bright side of it. It's a great day. And what I loved about him when I met him is that he took life as it was that day, that moment. And there was never a bad moment. And he would just always look at it and say, well, okay, you know, we'll just take that. We're going to make something good out of it. Like they say, take lemons and make lemonade. But Michael just looked at life as what it was at that moment. That's how you look at it. And you just enjoy it and make the best out of it. So I think when I was dating him, he was different. He was just a different person. And he always put people first. I don't care what it was. He always thought better about someone else and he always looked out for the next person and what it what did they need what did they want and if they didn't have it he wanted to give it to them and so I learned that from him that it didn't and one of the things I learned was that even when we were at a restaurant his philosophy was to always give somebody a tip it didn't make a difference whether it was a a good service or not he said they deserve to be blessed God wants them to be blessed God wants them to know that they are loved wow. and that's what you do. So I learned that from him. Wow. And I think that's how I start drawing more and more that he had this unique way about him and a unique way about people. And I have to be honest, I was jealous because I didn't have that relationship, but he taught me more how to love people, how to be more compassionate. Wow. Just a different person. What an extraordinary person. How yeah. lucky you are to have had him in your life. This is Patricia Flockhart. And along comes dementia. Yes. And I want you to talk a little bit about when did you start to notice some things were different and and how you've how you that, that next chapter of your life, which included your husband diagnosed with a dementia. Yeah, it was something that started happening gradually. Different things that he would forget or he may have forgotten someone's name and I knew he knew their name and I think that's what started me like okay well you should know that you know or when we would be driving somewhere he would be following me because he would go take care of paying the bills and one day in particular we we're going down the street and he was supposed to keep going but he went another direction on the highway and I said that's odd and that was another thing and then one day he got lost in the uh, Broad Ripple area. But this was a man that was born in Indianapolis, raised in Indianapolis, went to all the schools in Indianapolis. He should have known where he was and he didn't. I had to direct him. He saw a policeman and I said, ask the policeman to help you. So it was just those little small things that he would forget that made me start questioning, 
something's not right here. Something's not right. And we need to find out what it is. And that's what I started. Yeah, and, you know, I know there's a lot of journey that happens in there. Yes. Um, we were very blessed that you all made it through the doors at Joy's house. And I'm, you know, I'm biased. I've been at Joy's house for 21 years, but I'm curious. I, I know what Joy's house brings to my life. What, what did we, I feel weird to say, what did we bring to yours, Patricia? Oh, Joy's house. I'm going to take a moment here. I don't want to get emotional. Try not to get emotional. Joy's, I was working. And when things started going different and when um, I did have Michael at home, I had a caretaker here with him while I was working, but then they kept saying he can't be there by himself. And I didn't know what to do. And the doctor said it's best not to have him there by himself. And I didn't know what to do. And a coworker, it was funny, at work, put a calendar, a Joy's House calendar on my desk. And I started looking through it and reading through it and I thought, oh, well, maybe let me try Joy's house. And when I did, that was the most wonderful answer to prayer, concern. When I went and called and talked to Joy's house, I mean, it was a, a life answer for me. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I could not have made it without Joy's house. Because like I said, I was still working full time and uh, my job allowed me to be able to step away. But Joy's house brought what I needed, that care throughout the day while I was at work the workers that was there, the staff that was there, um, helped me to know more how to take care of Michael and the information that they were sharing with me, um, some of the support areas that I was able to get from them. Joyce House, I can't speak enough about Joyce House. <laughs> they were a lifesaver. I mean, and it, it means a lot, and you know, sometimes we're shy to ask that question, but we, we need to hear that too, because it's part of what keeps us going, right? It's, yes, it is. It's, it's hard work that we do, but it's the love for people and the relationships and um, hearing things li like that. So thank you for being, let me, thank you for letting me ask an awkward question. <laughs> um, so I know we only have a few moments together, but I know that um, you're learning how to, to grieve and I don't want to take you to a sad place, but, but I do want you to share with others who are listening, who might be in that same place, you know, lost a, a loved one or um, they know that time is coming, and I know that you can never, you, know, you can only be so prepared for your loved one passing, and it, it, hurts, it hurts twice when I think when it's dementia, but um, can you share anything about the process that you think another caregiver might need to hear? I would say that to try to re read what you can about grieving, uh, there are a lot of things that need to be done that is going to overwhelm you but to look out to your support group. Joyce House will be an excellent support group when you're getting ready if something like that happens because they do have the resources available to help you when you're going through the grieving process. If you're not uh, affiliated with Joyce House, I recommend that you get on their website and find out about Joyce House because it's a great, they're a great advocate. And I think that when you're going through the grieving process, yes, dementia, there's a part of your loved one that has died and they're constantly going in that direction. But always having that hope that you don't wanna face the end, but when you do, you have to be able to say, okay, I miss them and it's okay to grieve and it's okay to, to cry and it's okay to be angry because this is something that your loved one did not ask for and you're grieving with your loved one and you're going through the disease with them so it's okay. 
that you cry. It's okay that you hurt. It's okay that you miss them. And what I recently learned that when your loved one passes away, you're still in love. You don't stop loving that. Oh my yes. God, I don't want to yes. cry, but that helped me the most to know that it's okay to still love them. He still loves me, Patricia, his bride, and yes. I still love him. And that was a, it was almost like, you know, someone dies, you're supposed to cut off the relationship. But I learned, no, you continue to love, but now you're able to build memories and build relationship things, things that you love to do together, do that. So one of the things that I did, Michael and I loved to walk. And so I braced myself and I went for a walk and I walked with Michael. I enjoyed that. So that helped me to continue to love him. Just because he's not here does not mean I can't love him. I no, miss him and I love him. It's beautiful. I mean, I, and I think we all need to hear that, right? Just because someone's gone doesn't yeah. mean you have to stop loving them. Yeah. So I know, Patricia, that you know, you talk to him throughout the day and um, if you just let him know, we miss him too. And yes. I really, and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna try not to cry, but thank you for sharing him with us and yes. you with us. And you know, once you're a part of the Joyce House family, you're, you're stuck with us for yes, life. I know, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I appreciate you saying such kind things about Joyce House and we wanna be here to help all caregivers. So yes. um, thank you for being a part of our family. Thank you for opening yourself up here in Caregiver Crossing. Uh, Patricia Flockhart, you are one of a kind, my friend. Thank you, so, thank really you. appreciate you. Um, you know, Patricia mentioned our website. It's simply joycehouse.org. You can check us out there. Anything at all you need, email me at tina at joyshouse.org. Um, happy to help if you have ideas for the show, anything at all. So you can email me again, tina at joyshouse.org. And so we will be back next week with another podcast for Caregiver Crossing. And uh, on behalf of Joyce House, until then, we ask that you take good care of each other.